Can anybody remember? We're going to think of just a little bit about that reading, really. Uh, when I was praying about what we would do in the second half of this service, this uh, reading really struck me as we've got two little boys here being dedicated. And it starts with uh, my dear son, my dear friend. Uh, Paul is writing to Timothy and saying, I want you to be the best follower of Jesus Christ that you can possibly be. I want you to be the best man of God you can possibly be. And there are three pictures that he uses there that we're just going to think about very briefly. Now, The first one is about a soldier, and I've brought some uh, soldiers with me today. If they could get in their position over there, that would be really good. Are you ready, boys? Excellent. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. Beautiful. Left, right, left, right. Here are my soldiers. Attention. (laughs) I think I need to try a bit harder. Ready again. One, two, three. Attention. Excellent. Even got their right arms. Now, did you know that a soldier carries around 70 different things in their rucksack? 70 different things. Can you imagine how heavy their rucksack is? And we're thinking today about being a soldier of Jesus Christ. Not just any old soldier, but a good soldier. And my soldiers have got three different things. Firstly, first soldier with the water. Bit louder than that. Yes, ma'am. Brilliant. Any good soldier will not go anywhere without water or without food. They carry all kinds of things around them. They're, they're not very nice food. They usually kind of sort of pack a bag rice and stuff. But they always carry food or water around with them just in case they are stuck in a place where they have no food or water. And do you know what? As Christians, we've got water that we carry around with us all the time. Jesus, and it's recorded in the book of John, says, If you are thirsty, come to me. If you are thirsty, come to me. In the same book, he's described as the living water. And all of us have the opportunity to know Jesus, the living water, have a relationship with him. And to be a good soldier of Jesus, we need to have a knowledge and a love for the water, the living water. He is our life source. And we can carry that water around with us wherever we go for all those moments where we need it. Thanks, Salad. My second soldier is Soldier Joel. And he's got something that's a bit scary. And I'm sorry for the people in the front row. Joel. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. One more time. He's been looking forward to that all week. (laughs) Our soldier has got weapons. But we don't need guns, it says in the Bible. What we need is the word of God. It's described like this. For the word of God is active and it's sharper than a double-edged sword and better than a water pistol. We need to know our Bible. There are times when we don't have a Bible in our back pocket. Maybe you're like me, I've got one on my PDA, so I'm quite prepared. But we don't always have the Bible with us, and we need to have our weapons ready. We need to know the Bible, know where bits and bobs are. We need to have it stored in our minds. So it's really important that as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, you spend time reading the Bible, getting to know it, memorizing it. And carrying it with you all the way. Now, my final soldier, Soldier Joshua. Yes, ma'am. 
Well done. Has got something that some of you might know what it is. Can anyone tell me what it is in the front row? A compass. Well done. A compass. We need to take a compass with us. And God gives us a compass. Sometimes you might not know which way to go. Uh, sometimes you might be a bit confused about what to do next or how to be a good Christian in your school or in your workplace. And God gives us his Holy Spirit, a compass, to show us which way to go. We're never on our own. The Holy Spirit is always with us, ready to equip us and point us in the right direction. So as good soldiers like these three... Oh, thank you. As good soldiers, we need to know that we've got the living water with us at all times, that we have got weapons, the Bible, that means we can overcome anything, and that we have got somebody who's always with us, a compass, to point us in the right direction. Give my soldiers a round of applause as they march off. Thank you very much, chaps. Well done. Keep hold of it for me. In that passage that Chris read to us, what the second picture that uh, Paul wrote about, the second picture, the second person he was writing about, anybody, everyone's grabbing their Bibles, it was about an athlete. Now, I'm a qualified athlete now. (laughs) Yesterday, I ran a mile for the first time in my whole life. Thank you. Some of you would have seen uh, that the whole of town was cordoned off because loads and loads and loads of us were running a mile for sport relief. Now, I've never run a mile in my life, and so it was a bit of a challenge for me. It's a lot further than you actually think. Goodness me. But me and Alid were the first to cross the line, and we were very chuffed uh, with ourselves. Uh, It was a great day, a great time. But as I was running around, there were a few things that struck me, a few temptations. Firstly... I ran past Costa Coffee. I really could have done with a cup of tea at that point. And there was a huge temptation for me just to nip in, have a cup of tea, and then start again. That would have been really nice. I would have really enjoyed it. The second temptation was, as we were running along past the butter market, I could see all those people who ran a bit quicker than me already heading back the other way. And I could have just nipped in over a barrier, jumped in. And I probably would have been first. That would have been really nice. There was a temptation for me to stop halfway around, and there was a temptation for me to cheat. I didn't. I didn't have a cup of tea until I got home, and I didn't cheat. I ran all the way around, didn't take a shortcut. And Paul, writing to Timothy here, is saying, don't take shortcuts. Don't cheat. Follow the rules. This is what it says. This is from the uh, New Century Version. Follow the Lord's rules for doing his work, just as an athlete either follows the rules or is disqualified and wins no prize. God's given us boundaries, given us rules, given us things for our own good. He's given us things like the Holy Spirit to help us and guide us to live in the way that he wants to. And if you're going to be a good athlete for Jesus Christ, you need to know what God's heart is for things. You need to know what his word says. You need to train by spending time with him, reading his word, praying. Be a good athlete of Jesus Christ. Follow the rules like Paul asked Timothy. Get to know what Jesus is all about. And you soon realize that it's the best way to live. First, uh, the next picture that uh, is drawn up is of a farmer. 
I once dated a pig farmer. I soon discovered that I was third place in his life. First was Jesus, which was great. Second were these cute little pink things that ran around in the field. And then came me. He was so committed to his pigs. He would be up at half past four every morning and going to see his pigs, check they had survived overnight, giving them them food. If you're a cow farmer, you're out milking in the uh, early mornings. And the thing that impresses me most about farmers is season in, season out, they're always committed to their crops, they're always committed to their, um, their animals, and they're committed to farming. They have to be, otherwise the farm does not produce all that it needs to. Are you... Are you really committed to making your relationship with God your number one priority? That's really what Paul was saying to Timothy. He's saying, like a farmer, you have to be fully committed to Jesus Christ and follow him whatever the cost, knowing that he is faithful and that he will produce good fruits in you and through you. The Bible talks a lot about fruit, which is good for me if you like food. Again and again, it's talking about the fruit of our labours, but also the fruit that God might grow in you. Peace, patience, perseverance, joy. If you're wanting some of those things in your life, make your relationship with God your number one priority. Be like a farmer, committed to nothing else but seeing your relationship with God grow. Make Jesus your number one. Let's pray together. Father God, we want to thank you for these pictures that we have about being a follower of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you that we can be good soldiers of you, knowing that you're always with us, knowing that you provide for all our needs, knowing that you lead us as the Holy Spirit leads us. Thank you, Lord, that we can be like athletes, running the race that you've set before us. Help us in those moments where we're confused on which way to go, on what's right to do, on what's wrong. Help us in those moments to be like an athlete, committed solely to running the race. And help us, Lord, to make our relationship with you number one. We're praying that for Reuben and for Evan as they grow up but we're also praying it for each and every one of us. Lord, help us to not get confused or wander off this way and that, but help us to stay focused on you and help our relationship with you to be our number one priority. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.